horoscope did say to take up a new hobby. I told him to pick up a hobby. Get a hobby, would you? Everybody needs a hobby. Pick up a new hobby, like skydiving or dirt bike riding. I guess we have to get those hobbies going. It's a hobby of mine. It's a hobby, really. What are your other hobbies? I like to chew on shoes. You and me got the same hobby. I love it. It's my biggest hobby. I love it. So what are your hobbies? This is Todd from the Evening Edge here on WHIO Radio. And I started doing a podcast at the beginning of the year called Todd Needs a Hobby. And it's really because my wife said uh, she noticed over the holidays when I took a couple of weeks off, I just did nothing all day. (laughs) I just sat around the house, uh, watched TV, drank beer, which for many people, that may sound like fun. But clearly she was uh, thinking, I got to do something. I need some sort of hobby. So uh, I'm talking to listeners about their unusual or different uh, interesting hobbies. And joining me on the show tonight is Nate. And Nate, this is kind of cool. I've known about you guys for a while, the Claude Buster Baseball Club, but I've never talked to anybody who's uh, part of the team, part of the organization. And I was uh, thinking this might be kind of cool. This might be something for me to do. I love baseball. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about the uh, Claude Busters? Um, well, we are a uh, vintage baseball team, and vintage baseball it can it can range all the way from say 1845, which was around the founding of the New York game, um, all the way up until some guys are playing uh, some overhand pitch. Um, so our what we what the Clubbusters represent are an 1860s farm team, um, you know, just prior to the Civil War, uh, the American Civil War, that is. Um, so, so uh, you know, a couple, a couple, couple things that you'll notice about our game that's totally different than um, you know the modern day game is we don't use gloves. You know, number one. Right. So, so, so we're we're catching we're catching a hard baseball barehanded. Now, is it the same kind of ball that they use now, or is it, I think that weren't they different back then? Um, it's a little bit different. Um, we we uh, it's it's smaller than a softball, but larger than. Uh, a regular baseball these days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you first, um, you once we first have the ball, you know, brand new ball, it, it, it it's pretty hard. Right. But then you know, after we we use the same ball for for a whole game or maybe two games or or maybe three games, then it it'll soften up a little bit. But it it still takes some getting used to to catch a ball barehanded. Now, is that what they called uh, the dead ball era, where like the the balls weren't uh, as like hard or bouncy? Is that what is that what that term is? I, I think that's more um, say like eighteen eighteen eighties to eighteen to the nineteen. Okay, okay, okay. So so how does the game that you guys play uh, that is sort of uh, based on an eighteen sixties team? How does that compare to what people might see on TV now? Um, well, first and foremost, we're out there for the love of the game. Um, all, all of our guys are volunteers of Carillon Park. Um, there, there are no massive uh, shoe contracts or salaries. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nobody's showing up in their own helicopter or limousine or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, we're, 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 just, we're just glad some of the guys show up. <laughs> yeah, that's well, yeah, that's true. I would imagine that's true. Um, so, but, but, um, our, yeah. our, our, I mean, some, some similarities, you know, to, to the modern day game, um, you know, the, the bases are at 90 feet, which, which has not changed, um, you know, all the way from, um, back in 1845, where in the first codified rules were actually, um, put down, but then they had, uh, 
So let's see, what other, what other differences? Um, it's just a, a gentlemanly game. So if, if somebody, you know, if you're the pitcher and, and he gives up a long fly ball, maybe a triple or a home run, he may even tell the, the guy that hit it, you know, well-struck ball. Or maybe the first baseman will, will say something like that. Or if the guy hits a fly ball and, and the center field catches it, he may, you know, tell the, tell the guy, um, you know, excellent catch, sir. Oh yeah, so it's so, it's not as I mean, there's certainly a competitive nature to it, but it's not uh, win at all costs. Correct. Basically, it's not overly competitive. It, it's not. We we try to keep um, you know, what I would say modern day softball and, and baseball out of it. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Is same number of players on the field? Yep, yep. Nine nine players on the field, all the same positions that you would you would have in the modern game. Wow. So what's your what is your equipment like? Because I know like a lot of the old ball uniforms, I mean now they're mostly like knit and you know I don't know polyester or whatever and and um uh I and I know like during the 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 twenties thirties forties uh they would wear like wool uniforms and um what what kind of uniforms do you guys uh wear when you're out there? Um, since we represent a, a you know an eighteen sixties farm team. Um, we actually, it a, we originally started at um, Carriage Hill Farm. It was a living history farm up in Huber Heights. Yeah. And so that farm, they were probably just a little bit before 1860 on those because we used what a, the Amish would wear, like a broad fall pant, uh, denim pant. But then we'd have a long sleeve shirt, uh, suspenders. Um, we do wear modern day cleats just for, for safety reasons. But, you know, other than that, we're, we're trying to, you know, maintain that, you know, long pant, long, long sleeve shirt, suspenders look. Now, have you done any history about uh, the game uh, here in Dayton? I mean, I, I know I've talked about this on the show and you you and I may have discussed this at some point in, in email. Um, there is a, a baseball collection at Wright State that I donated years ago that is about the history of baseball in Dayton that people can actually yeah. access and but what about you know what about in that era i mean i'm trying to think it's been a while i mean i think i traced some some games back to like the 1870s or 1880s but have you been able or has anybody been able to go back and really find history of baseball being played in Dayton we, at that time yeah we we have a couple guys on the team that have done done some some research on that i i haven't personally but um, when the, the 1869 Red Stockings, the very first professional team, um, were doing their barnstorming tour, I do believe they came through the Dayton area. So they, they did play a Dayton team. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they played a team out at Antioch College. Okay. Interesting. Is, yeah. Yeah. There was a, a, a recreation just a, maybe a couple of years ago of that, of that game where the, the the Red Stockings were to play the Antioch school, but it got rained out. So there was 200 years basically to the date of that game that they actually got to replay that game. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. So I know that you but said – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I do think there was a, there was another team. It was probably in the, in the 1880s that was the Dayton Ducks. Oh yeah, well the Dayton, yeah the Dayton Ducks. They they may have had a couple of, uh, um, you know, a couple of periods where they played because I know the Ducks also played in the 30s, the 1930s. So maybe yeah. there was 
something uh, prior to 1900. I don't I don't remember right offhand. But um, but yeah, I mean, because Dayton, you know, Dayton has a, a rich history like that. And one of the things that people don't realize is that um, with all of the industrial um, companies that were here, all the factories, almost every factory had a baseball team. Every factory had a softball team. Uh, and they had like very, very competitive city leagues that were like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dayton had that. I don't, it doesn't really, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, I mean, there might be some companies that have a softball team, but that's far and few between. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I was into the whole softball thing and it, the, the, the competitiveness of, of, of that and, you know, getting yelled at by the coach for not catching a fly ball or doing this or that or being, you know, didn't think that I was positioned myself in the outfield where he thought I should be. I'm like, yeah. dude, I've been playing for 30-something years. You didn't have to tell me where to play. You know? So I just gave it all up and, and been doing this full-time for the last uh, 27 years. So what kind of uh, volunteers are you looking for? Because... You know, I'm a big guy. I don't know that I'm uh, in any uh, shape right now. I am losing some weight, but I'm, I don't know that I'm in any condition to run the bases. Um, are, are you looking, what are you looking for as far as participants besides players? Um, well, yeah, we do have, we be looking for players, but we're also looking for interpreters. Um, uh, so that could be, you know, knowing, knowing about the history of the game and going oh. around to the crowd and talking. Um, currently we have, uh, maybe one or two umpires right now. So we would be looking for an umpire if, if you would be interested. Now, in see, that is something I could get into. I could get into umpiring and I, I know, I, 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 I know, you know, you, you did ask me about, you know, what people would see different, you know, in, in our game, our umpire does not get down behind the catcher, you know, calling balls and strikes or anything like that. Um, you know, he's, he's usually standing off to the side. He really is is not a, a major figure in the game, I guess is what I would say. Right. But um, you know, if, if if both teams can't um, arrive at the call again, you know, we, we talked about the gentleman nature of the game. You know, so if if you're out and you know that you're out, you should go ahead and call yourself out and come off the field. Right. If it's a close play, you don't know whether or not you know you were you were um, you know on the base or not on the base before the ball got there. You know, the, the captains would refer to the uh, to the umpire, and the umpire would go ahead and make a call. Now, see, I think I could do that. I, I would enjoy <laughs> doing that. I could, and I could probably have some fun while I'm out there, like talking well, to I the crowd, talking to the players, just kind of messing around. You know, yeah, we do. We definitely had we definitely had one one lone umpire that you know he probably spent more time talking to the crowd than <laughs> well that would probably be me you know i think uh, oh there's an audience let me uh, let me walk over there and see what i can do you know that's awesome wow now what is it uh what kind of cost is involved when you get into something like this because i know i mean you guys are the local team but there's like a league um i'm pretty sure right where where people actually teams actually travel around and uh and play each other yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily it's a league, Todd. It's more, we'll travel to other teams. In the Dayton area, there's uh, three other teams. Right okay, now. okay. There's, there's probably about five to seven down in the Cincinnati area and surrounding area. Um, there's the Columbus teams, teams up in Toledo, Akron area. And 
you know, all, all those, all these Ohio teams have different levels of competitiveness. But, you know, as far as cost, it's really, um, for players, it's going to be uh, cost of the uniform, which is going to be the pants, the suspenders, and the shirt, mm-hmm. uh, and the hat. But, you know, aside from that, we really um, will usually end up doing a few charity matches throout the year, and, um, you know, we'll get some, get some money from those. So right now we don't really ask the players for any kind of dues or anything like that, but you know they would have to pick up their own travel expenses if they were going to a away game. Well, now see that's that to me sounds like an opportunity. I wonder if there's something that you and I could do and talk about uh, doing some sort of game for a for a local charity, and I could promote it on the show and I could come out and maybe I could even do play by play. Yeah, that that would be great. Oh my gosh, that would be that would be really cool. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's think about that. So, um, is there anything else you want to talk about or mention as far as uh, the Clawbuster Baseball Club? Do you guys have a website that people can go and find out more about it, or we when you're playing, yeah, or Facebook, or something? Yeah, they, we do have a Facebook page. Do, uh, you just look up Clawbuster Baseball Club, and you should be able to find us pretty easily. Uh, we have a little a little write up on the uh, Carillon Park site. Uh, carolinepark.org, I believe, is is that website. Okay, cool. Um, hopefully, I, I mean, we're trying to get our schedule up at least over to there, and uh, our schedule should be on um, our Facebook page. We, we, we're going to start off our season. Actually, our practices are supposed to start this Sunday, and we'll have practices every Sunday um, You know, up until our first game, which is April 24th. We're traveling down to Moscow, Ohio, to play the Moscow Monarchs. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right. Well, Nate, I really appreciate you uh, talking to me. This sounds very interesting to me because, like I said, I'm a big baseball guy. I love the the game, and and um, I love the history of baseball here in Dayton for sure. This could yeah, be something. One, th- one thing we were we were wondering if there was a way that we might be able to get you know more of the Dayton teams to where we could maybe do a uh, a vintage baseball night at the uh, at your guys' WWSU collection out there. Oh, now there's something to talk about. That's I like that idea. Or do yeah. I mean I just think it would be it would be neat to have like all the teams maybe do like a, I don't know, just like a little round robin tournament or some, you know, just something like that. And uh, I, I would certainly be out there and we'd have some fun with it for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. And uh, I, again, Nate, I appreciate you chatting with me. Okay, man. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Todd from the Evening Edge here on WHIO, weekday 6 to 8 and Sunday 7 to 9. I'm not sure if people really like my show or just Casino Bells. I would really, really, really like Casino Bells because I love your show. I'm happy to oblige. I listened to 95.7 and I stumbled across your show a couple years ago and you put a smile on my face. It's pretty awesome. Can't believe I'm talking to you, long-time listener, man. Every time I come home, I turn your program on, man, boost my spirits, and, and you know what? You're the best. I'm grateful for you, bro. Oh, I appreciate that. We love your show. We listen to you as much as we can, and I've been just telling everybody about it. Everybody I tell, they say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you told us about that show. I love your show. It's a stress reliever, and thanks for all that you do. I'll keep listening. 
It's the Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Locally grown, seriously funny. Weekdays 6 to 8 and Sundays 7 to 9. On WHIO. 